Welcome to the Shift Podcast, where we bring you kingdom-based perspectives on today's most controversial topics. Today we got Vic, Nick Van Wagner. Yes. Yes. Totally screwed that up. And uh, Michael Partridge. What's up, everybody? <laughs> What's Hi. Up? Nick, introduce yourself. You're new on here, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself and a fun fact. Yeah, um, I'm Nick. I'm originally from Colorado, but I'm studying here at K-State and... Um, I'm studying finance, and I guess a fun fact about me is I recently became a big sneakerhead, and I've got 22 pairs of sneakers now. Let's go. Nice. So, yeah. How much do those cost? Um, They, like, vary a lot between, like, like the... Because it's a, lo- it's a big spectrum from Vans to Yeezys and everything, but uh-huh. I don't know, probably, like, 110, 120 on average. Nice. Yeah, you're always rocking that cool style. I'm always jealous. I try, I try. <laughs> when I first met you, dude, I like complimented you every day. I'm like, I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to enjoy it. He knows he looks good. <laughs> Michael, what's up, man? What's up? Uh, tell us a fun fact. I mean, you've been here before. Tell us a fun fact we haven't heard before. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Um, fun fact, uh, I came to K-State to study music education, um, and my primary instrument was French horn. Um, and I started playing that instrument in about the seventh grade. Um, and around my junior year of high school, I learned that I was completely playing the instrument wrong. Um, so for about six years, I played French horn completely wrong and had to relearn. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Well it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what a French horn is, so you okay, got, I'll show you, you, got you later. Okay. <laughs> That's just sad, Clay. Uh, yeah, my name's Clay. Um, Fun fact about me is I'm missing my hot Pilates class right now to be here. So <laughs> we're, we're, we're all sacrificing here. Oh it's all good. Gracious. I'll make it up later. Um, all right. So today we're going to be talking about laws, um, legal laws, biblical laws, um, and kind of just how they, what they mean, what they're for, um, the utility of them, how we should view them. So let's get into it. Question one, um, Michael. Um, how do you view legal laws um, and how do they impact your everyday life? Yeah, so I think there's an important distinction um, that, that we want to make um, right off the bat. The difference between like governmental laws or as we're probably going to talk about them today, legal laws and, and God's laws and his commandments. Um, and so, you know, God's commandments are, are we most people know about the Ten Commandments, um, but it's really cool and interesting that you know, there were, there were a ton of laws in the Old Testament and it was, it was difficult and, and almost impossible to follow all of them. Um, and so when Jesus came, you know, he, he gave us, uh, two commandments, um, to love God above all else and then to love your neighbor. Um, and, and there's a really interesting verse in Romans 13 that says, uh, one does not owe anything except to love one another for he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law the commandments you shall not commit adultery you shall not kill you shall not steal you shall not covet and any other commandments are summed up in this sentence you shall love your neighbor as yourself love does no wrong to a neighbor therefore love is fulfilling of the law um, so it's really interesting like you know we came from a system of a lot of really complex laws and and it's um, difficult to navigate with, with the God's commandments and the Mosaic law. Um, but Jesus really dumbed it down for us in that, you know, if we love God and love others, we, we will fulfill the law. 
Um, and so to answer your question about like, how do they impact your everyday life? Um, you know, I don't really feel like the legal law does affect my everyday life very much. You know, there's, I drive faster than I should and I could get ticketed every time I drive my car. Um, but you know, I have thoughts and opinions on, on that. Um, but you know, I, you know, I live with a conviction of following legal laws because, you know, that's, that's in God's law to, to obey and respect the local authorities and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, there, there are gray areas that we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's still good. Um, it's so refreshing to me that the entire law is summed up with Mm -hmm. love God and then love your neighbor as yourself. So refreshing that we don't have to freaking follow 500 and whatever laws <laughs> yeah really um, true that they used to so let me ask you nick if the entire law is summed up with loving god and loving others why do we need a legal law like what's the point of it what's it for um so i feel like the the real like main thing with legal laws is to protect us and um and to really like then to give us um like the freedom to do um, things that we just couldn't do without like the legal law. Cause it's kind of weird. It's almost like paradoxical in like we're like laws, like take away what we can do. Like if I got mad at you, I couldn't just kill you. So <laughs> I'm not mad at you, but I'm just <laughs> saying if I were, I couldn't just kill you. And so like, that's like the laws restricting me there, but um, but like, it's also protecting me because I know like, if you get mad at me, you can't kill me. And so, um, it's this like interesting dynamic of like giving us more freedom and taking it away. And that's one that, I mean, that's a legal law that's very clearly like, um, also like part of God's law and everything, but yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So you have, you have freedom, but you don't have the freedom to take away other people's freedom. And the law is there to set those boundaries of what you can and can't do. And it reminds me of the verse, uh, Romans seven fourteen. It says, we know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. And this is Paul kind of talking about his old condition before Jesus. And this is why we need Jesus, because without him, without his transformation, um, man, there's things in us that we want to do selfish stuff. And that sometimes is that well, many times is at the expense of others. Mm -hmm. And so we need a legal law to protect us, protect us from others and to protect other people from ourselves sometimes. So, yeah. And I think something that's really interesting, even about like Jesus's law of, of the, the new covenant of loving God and loving others that, you know, kind of what you're talking about being paradoxical, following those two laws offers us the most amount of freedom we can experience. Like people look at Christianity as like a, a set of rules and a, a set of, of don'ts. Um, but really like the law is the biblical law is created to live in as much freedom as we possibly can. Um, and, and to live differently than, than the world. Cause you know, there, there, there's spiritual realities behind just everything that happens to, behind the world that we live in and we live in a broken world. And so it's like, as as unbroken as we can live through through the Holy Spirit through through God's empowerment, the more freedom we can experience. Um, 
So I just thought that was also really interesting. Yeah. You're going to serve somebody. True. I'm actually wearing that shirt (laughs) right now. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. So we can agree that God's law is always good. It's always for our protection. And when we follow it, it maximizes everyone's freedom and creates the most equality. It's a good thing. Um, And hopefully our man-made laws and the government's laws um, will model the biblical-based law. Um, but sometimes it doesn't, right? We, we live in a country where, and this is my opinion, that we have a law that is very biblically based, but not always, but that's not the way it is around the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's, you know, there's countries, there's areas where they totally don't have a biblical, a biblical based law. Um, so just talking about specifically in America, are there some laws that you disagree with or you think are dumb or? Some man-made laws that you're just like that's shouldn't be a thing. Um. Yeah. So the first like what pops into my head, um, are just like a lot of the like age restrictions as far as like from like 18 to 21. Um, because when you turn 18, you're allowed to um, like you're legally an adult, and so if you were to commit a crime, you'd be tried as tried as an adult, and um you could be drafted into the military at 18 and everything, but you still have to wait till 21 for you to, um, drink alcohol or, um, like in some States you have to be 21 to sign a legally binding contract or like rent a car or Mm -hmm. check out a hotel room. Sometimes it's all kind of, so sometimes like that's kind of frustrating, Mm -hmm. um, just cause it's not like the same thing. So, yeah, and so, um, Michael, you kind of had some thoughts. We were talking earlier about this idea between the difference between fair laws or unfair laws and unjust laws. Um, so can you kind of tell us a little bit about your thoughts? Yeah. Um, yeah, there, I think there's, a, there's an important distinction between what we would consider an unfair law versus an unjust law. Like, I... Like we, we live in Manhattan, Kansas, and there's there's a road that goes all the way through town um, named Anderson Avenue. Um, and one of my friends, he's, he's an architecture student, and they studied the development of Manhattan. And one thing that was really interesting was that Anderson was built to be a road that you could drive 40 to 45 on. Um, just the way that they, they spaced everything from the road, like driving as your perception feels is the right speed, you would drive around 40 or 45. Um, But the way that Manhattan zoned everything around uh, Anderson restricts our main road to 30 miles an hour all the way across town. And so you can be driving down the road, perceiving that you're going the right speed and you can get pulled over for going, because you'd be going 40 to 45 miles an hour. So you would would get a pretty hefty speeding ticket. and so I would think that that would be an unfair law, um, but something that we we can agree like in history as an unjust law would be something like slavery. Like slavery was very obviously an, an oppressive thing. It, it oppressed um, human flourishing. And even just thinking about the definition of, of justice that, that we like try to prescribe to is, is a, a power that is used to abuse and oppress. Um, and so slavery would obviously be uh, an area where we see that there's a group of people that have power over another group of people and they use that power to oppress 
and to um, act unjustly on them. Um, but something that we see today is is abortion. Like the topic of abortion is is something that we we agree that is unjust and and it, it stops human flourishing. And because I mean, as as a group, we believe that life begins at conception, and there's nothing that you can do to justify uh, ending a life in utero. And so that would be like a modern example. I think we're really good at looking back in history and recognizing injustice, um, but it's very difficult to um, to critique our own actions and our own systems. Um, and so I think that's that's a place where. You know, there are unfair laws and, and they suck, but there are aspects of needing to submit to them. Like I think speeding limits suck or speed limits suck, but I have to submit to them. Um, do I always? No. But, you know, there, it's a whole other game when we start talking about unjust laws. Yeah. So unfair laws is like this is kind of annoying. It's an inconvenience in my life, but it's not necessarily oppressing me. Yeah. And unjust laws like this is oppressing me. It's giving me a lesser quality of life than maybe what other people can experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. So, um, is there a, would you say there's an appropriate time to break governmental laws, whether they be uh, unfair or unjust laws? Um, how do you kind of navigate when it's okay or if it's ever okay to break a governmental law. Yeah. So, you know, with, with the topic of speeding, like, uh, my wife is pregnant and we're expecting our son in about a month. And, you know, when she goes into labor, you can make a pretty fair bet that I'm going to break the speeding limit on every single road I drive <laughs> yeah. to get to the hospital. And so, I mean, that's kind of like a fun, but I mean, real example of, of places where, you know, the, the law can, can function in a, in, in a not ideal circumstance. Um, but even like the topic of, of abortion, like going to something pretty, that's more unjust is like, man, what do we do? What do we do about our taxes? Like, I mean, yeah. tax, tax dollars go to, to funding abortions and it's like, okay, I have friends who are, are members of the clergy, like they're, they're ordained ministers and they can opt out of certain taxes, but it's like, you know, I can't as a private citizen, like I can, mm -hmm. if I stop paying my taxes, like I'm breaking the law and all that sort of stuff. Um, and so that's kind of like where, where gray areas come in. Um, but yeah. Yeah, well, with, like, taxes, you bring up, like, an interesting point because um, in one sense we have, like, we have a duty to, like, do what we believe is right. Mm -hmm. um, and so to, like, give up, like, and to, like, to be paying those taxes um, can in a way, like, disagree with, you know, what we believe is right because mm -hmm. maybe they're, um, maybe they're going towards abortion or maybe they're going towards... Um, uh, like funding like a war um, mm -hmm. and like violence that um, that seems unnecessary or um, any sort of any sort of thing that you may go okay that doesn't like fit with what like the Bible says and what God says mm -hmm. um, but then at like the same time it's really hard because you also um, need to be like true to your word and we live in the United States and we've agreed to you know pay taxes and mm -hmm. everything um, 
so it's like it's in like in everyday life it's really hard because it gets super like nuanced and very 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 difficult to navigate and everything Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i think this there's a verse in first timothy um that i think is is helpful um just kind of like having a perspective of of what the law is for um and it says we know that the law is good for uh we know the law is good if one uses it properly. We also know that the law is made not for the righteous, but for lawbreakers and rebels, the ungodly and sinful, the unholy and ir- irreligious, for those who kill their fathers and mothers, for murderers, um, for the sexually immoral, for those practicing homosexuality, for slave traders and liars and perjurers, and for whatever else is contrary to the sound doctrine. Um, and so it's kind of like the, um, what's the old like police questioning thing, like, if you've done nothing wrong, you have nothing to hide kind of Mm -hmm. thing. It's, it's a little bit different, but you know, there is, there is a sense of like, if we're living righteously, we shouldn't have to worry about the law. Um, but you know, we get into a dicey situation where, you know, that's all well and good, but you know, we live in a broken world. We live with broken leaders. Um, and so that can create broken laws. Um, and so, yeah, it, it gets really, um, really dicey in that and even just like talking about our leaders like the bible says that leaders are appointed by god and so you know that that gets difficult when we have like very obvious unjust leaders um because it's like man where where was germany supposed to not follow hitler's decrees but it's like okay the bible would suggest that he was appointed by god um and I think if we look at Saul in the Old Testament, like God appointed Saul, but then after Saul's rule and reign, after he abandons God, or I guess he he didn't follow God. God left his presence. God said that he reject he uh, regretted appointing Saul. Um, and so I don't know what the heck I'm saying, but <laughs> it's all like it's almost but like it's circular. Yeah, yeah you can no, go around and around. It can and be really what you're hard about. Yeah. Yeah, so we're getting into some gray area a little bit, and we'll talk about that <clears throat> first. I kind of have a funny story. So, like, when I was six years old, I was at a park at this church event, and what brought what made me think of this was when you were talking about the speeding um, to get your wife to the hospital. Mm-hmm. She was going into labor. But I had cut my leg really, really bad on this metal pipe. The, the city, like, tried to cut the pipe off. Um, it was like a light pole or something. Mm-hmm. They tried to cut it with a chainsaw or with like a metal thing. Um, and then they tried to beat it out of the ground with a sledgehammer and it created all these sharp jaggedy edges. And then they tried to dig it out. So there's this pipe sitting in a hole with this jaggedy, uh, sharp edge at the top and I'm running and it's fall. So the leaves have filled the hole. I didn't see it. And I, uh, stuck my foot into the hole and it cut my leg super, super bad. Oh, and man. all the way to the bone. My mom oh. said that she could see the bone when she moved the flap of skin. Oh man. Yikes. Over my leg. Yes. Marcel's about nuts. to throw up over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, the crazy thing is I didn't bleed. I only bled like a little bit on the uh, paper towel because my body went into shock. But anyways, so I'm running to my mom. She said that I was ghost white. So she knew something mm-hmm. was wrong. Then she saw my leg. So she grabs my dad. Uh, my dad starts driving me to the hospital and he's, of course, I'm six years old, so I'm like focused on what's going on. I'm crying, but um, in the back of my mind, I'm like, "Wow, my dad's like breaking the law. He's like <laughs> speeding, 
uh, going through um, red lights and stuff. And I think I even asked my mom later. I was like, mom, dad kind of broke the law. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, it was okay for that moment for him to break the law mm-hmm. so that we could get you to the hospital. But I just thought that was funny. That's so funny. Yeah. Like, and you know, there's gray areas, but I think it's important to to talk about places where it's, where it's not gray. Like it's very black and white. Like, you know, God's very, very particular about like, you know, his law is above man's law. And, and we serve God before we serve man. And, you know, if there's places where laws are written outright against God, um, like, you know, we, we, we've been talking about abortion as, as a kind of an easy topic of, of injustice. And we're going to release a podcast about all about abortion um, here soon. Um, but like the taxes issue with, about abortion is, is kind of a gray area because there's people who can opt out. There's people who can't. Um, but I think the black and white aspect of that is like, okay, if you're met with an opportunity to, to have an abortion, that's a very obvious black and white that goes against God's law. Um, but, um, one other thing is like sharing our faith. Like if there, if there's laws that disallow us to share our faith, like that's a very obvious place to, um, to break the law. And there's this verse in Acts that says when they had brought them, um, they stood them before the council and the high priest questioned them saying, we gave you strict orders not to teach in this name. Look, you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and you intend to bring us, uh, bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the apostles replied, Peter and the apostles were, were preaching the gospel of Jesus and, and the, the Pharisees came and, and got them. And, but Peter and the apostles replied, we must obey God rather than people. The God of our forefathers raised up Jesus, whom you seized and killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him to his right hand as leader and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses of these events. And so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. Um, so you, it, it's like in the, in the spirit of, of sharing the gospel and, and seeing God's kingdom expand on earth. Like that is a place where, you know, if we come up against laws that, that say that that's illegal, we need to stand up against those laws. Like yeah. in, in the Middle East and China and all these countries that, that bar the preaching of the gospel, like, man, God bless missionaries who are honestly risking their lives um, mm-hmm. to see God's kingdom advance on this earth um, in those places. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. So you mentioned, so that's kind of black and white thing. Mm-hmm. So whenever we're talking about the gray area, switching gears where maybe the Bible doesn't have a super clear answer on it, um, but yet there is a governmental law um, or maybe it's a, biblical principle but not necessarily a fixed law i'll give you some examples so the bible talks about um drinking alcohol or like talks about not being um or being of sober mind right and it's becomes a sin if you're not in a sober mind and so people sometimes christians will say well you shouldn't drink alcohol you shouldn't do any drugs at all others might say well you can drink alcohol just don't get drunk um, another topic is like the we- is like weed um, or marijuana, where the Bible doesn't really have a clear answer. Can you smoke weed or be high to any extent and still follow God's law um, and his standard? And so, Nick, how do you kind of navigate this gray area in your life? Um, what has God taught you about this? Um, yeah, give us some of your thoughts on that. 
Yeah, it's well, it's really interesting because so I'm 19, um, which means, of course, I'm not I'm above like I'm over 18. So when I leave the country and I'm in other countries, I can drink, but I can't drink here. Um, And then I'm from Colorado where recreational marijuana is legal. Um, But then, of course, I'm studying in Kansas where it's not. And it's like and it varies all over the place by different Mm -hmm. state to state and everything. And so, yeah, it can feel really confusing because um, not only with with the legal laws being confusing, but then God's law and, um, you know, okay, well, maybe this isn't talked about at all in in the Bible or I can't find it anywhere. But then or maybe it is talked about a few times, but I'm but then it can be confusing because you go, well, maybe that's like just the context. Um Mm -hmm. And so I'm not sure if that really applies to me. Um, But I think the main thing that I kind of, the way I kind of go about it would be to um, look in the Bible first. Um, I think that's like, that's a great place to start. Because if the Bible does say something very clear about it, then like you got it, you're good to go. Mm -hmm. Um, That can help like totally clear up the gray area. if it doesn't, maybe look at like similar things, you know, because the Bible may not talk about like the specific law um, that maybe you're struggling with or whatever. Like we've um, like we've used um, weed as an example or whatever it may not talk about that specifically, but maybe it does talk about, you know, like you said, being of a sober mind. And so kind of um, using that as reference and then um, praying about it and um and and seeing what God says to you as far through prayer. Um, but of course, like always keeping in mind that if um, you feel like you heard something from God during prayer that directly contradicts the Bible, then you should probably keep praying. That ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it can be it can be really tough. I know like there's the there's like that famous famous ethics problem um, of like the train where you're like driving a train and you're going down a track and there's like five people, there's different versions of it, but um, there's like five people on the track in front of you that you don't know, they're total strangers and the train's going to run them over. And so you can either run them over and kill them or you can like flip the switch and it's only going to run over three people, but it's like three of your family members. Mm -hmm. And so obviously like that's, that's a really like, that's a hard decision. And, that particular situation is not talked about in the Bible. Um, and nor if you were in that crazy situation, would you have time to be flipping through the Bible, trying to find where God says anything, or you probably don't even have time to pray about it because memorization would be your best friend in that situation. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's a tough situation. So, um, so things like that, you just, I don't know, just go with what you feel is best. And that's, that's really when just trusting your instincts and conscious really has to be the only thing you got. So, yeah, yeah. I think for me, it's, it's all, it's all down to convictions. Um, and all down to like Paul says in, in the new Testament, like the, like Christians should live above reproach, like that we should live a life that, you know, there's, there's nothing defensible in us, but also like, we should be living 
above a certain standard that like we don't cause other people to stumble. Um, and so like with the topic of drinking, like I don't have a personal conviction that drinking is wrong. Like I, I think getting drunk is wrong. Um, cause they're just talking about the Bible's pretty clear about being of sober mind. Um, but the Bible also says drink wine and be merry. Um, and so, you know, there's, there's an aspect of, and you know, Jesus turning water into wine. Like Jesus seems pretty chill with alcohol. Um, but I'm, I'm a campus minister at, at K state and I, on our campus, we just have, we just have a rule with our staff members that, Hey, we're, we're not going to drink around students. Um, and, and that's purely out of just not being a stumbling block for students. Like, like drinking underage and, and having alcohol problems is, is a rampant problem on our campus. And it's like, we don't want to be a part of, of furthering that. Um, and so we're careful about, about who we drink alcohol around. That doesn't mean that we, um, that like my wife and I don't enjoy a drink every once in a while. I mean, she's pregnant, so not right now. Um, but you know, she's excited for when she can have a glass of wine after our son's born. Um, and like the topic of weed is, is very much like, I just have, I just have a conviction that, you know, I can't be sober minded and partake in marijuana. Um, can I say that that's, that's the rule that I think everyone should have? I, I don't know. I, I don't have enough data or knowledge to be able to make that call. Um, and so, yeah, it, it all comes down to conviction. It all comes down to hearing from the Holy spirit. Like, man, if you're, if you're faced with a gray situation, um, and you don't know right or wrong, like ask the Holy spirit, um, because he's going to bring wisdom and understanding. Um, sometimes honestly, like if I'm in a gray area and I don't know what's right or wrong, I just, I just, uh, go a default. Like it's wrong. Like, cause it's just, I just don't want to be anywhere near being a stumbling block. I don't want to be anywhere near like making another brother or sister stumble. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's dicey, but it all comes through being in relationship with God. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, the Bible talks so much about the importance of having a good conscience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's good. A clear conscience. And it, actually, it says that um, love is issued from a good conscience in First Timothy 1.5. So mm. having a good conscience is actually necessary, one of the necessary components to being able to love well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if something convicts your conscience, um, that's a good, clear sign. You should not do it until you get a better or clear answer from the Lord, um, about if that's okay or not. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's really good. Well, I think we, um, talked about some really good things, uh, provided some really good information. I learned a lot of good stuff. Um, but we're going to wrap it up. Mm -hmm. Um, you guys have anything last few comments? Nope. I think we covered a lot of stuff. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. It can, it can be tough, but yeah. Hopefully we provided some, some clarity or just confused. Or you guys yeah, crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of got confused halfway through, but I think we figured it out. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. That's awesome. And I want to provide a challenge. If, uh, you know, you're listening to this, take some time and think about it. Like, obviously if you know that you're not following one of God's laws that he's convicting you of, 
get that worked out. But then maybe think about some governmental laws, man-made laws that if you're breaking, ask yourself, is this necessary? Is it, am I breaking this because it's inconvenient to me and maybe I should stop so that I can live a life above reproach? Or is it something that's unjust and you do and you should stand against it? Um, but definitely work that out with the Lord. I mean, your relationship with Him is the most vital thing here. So, so yeah, thank you so much for listening, Nick, Michael. Thank you so much for being on and providing your thoughts. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, if you want to reach out to us, have any questions, or you have a topic that you'd like us to discuss, um, you can DM us on Instagram at underscore the shift. Otherwise, we will see you next week. See ya. See ya. Bye.